This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Kamerasmian with the news. First, the top stories. The Israeli army, which is preparing the offensive against the Hamas terrorists, announced that the inhabitants of the northern part of the Gaza Strip can leave for the southern part until 13 hours local time on a specially designated route. The crisis cell continues efforts to evacuate the Romanian citizens from the Gaza Strip who have requested this, the Romanian Foreign Ministry informs. And the Romanian national football team meets Andorra in the Euro 2024 qualifying Group 1. The Israeli army announced this morning that residents of the northern part of the Gaza Strip can leave for the south until 13 hours local time using a specially designated route, DPA reports. Israel has said that hundreds of thousands of Palestinians have already moved to southern Gaza. On the other hand, there have been reports that the terrorist group Hamas is preventing Palestinian civilians from leaving. The large-scale Israeli military operation against the north of the Gaza Strip is imminent, press agencies report. The American publication The New York Times reported that the Israeli ground offensive had to be postponed due to unfavorable weather conditions. On October 7th, Hamas launched a brutal and large-scale terrorist attack against cities in southern Israel, which triggered a harsh response from the Israeli army, Reuters recalls. The violence has so far resulted in the death of 1,300 Israelis, most of them civilians, and approximately 2,300 Palestinians. On the other hand, since the beginning of the war, the area of the Israeli-Lebanese border has been the scene of rocket fire between Hezbollah, a Shia organization massively supported by Iran and allied with Hamas, and the Israeli army. Also, there are almost daily attempts to infiltrate some Hamas members into Israel from Lebanon. On a diplomatic level, the American Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who is on a regional tour, had a meeting in Riyadh on Sunday with the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, whose country has suspended talks regarding a possible normalization of relations with Israel. The Romanian Foreign Ministry announced that against the backdrop of the deterioration of the security situation in the state of Israel and the Gaza Strip, the crisis cell is continuing its ongoing efforts to evacuate under safe conditions the Romanian citizens from the Gaza Strip who requested this. There are approximately 200 Romanian citizens in the Gaza Strip who would like to leave the area and have requested the support of the Romanian authorities. 
The Romanian Foreign Ministry, through the Romanian Embassy in Tel Aviv, the Romanian Representative Office in Ramallah, and the Romanian diplomatic missions in the region, maintains coordination with other states and international organizations that undertake similar measures for their own citizens or officials. On Saturday, 58 Romanian citizens returned from Israel with a private flight. All in all, so far, 2,220 Romanians have been repatriated from Israel. On the other hand, the Romanian Foreign Ministry confirmed the death of two other Romanian Israeli citizens. The death toll thus rises to four. Romania's women's national handball team defeated the Greek team away from home, scored 32-20 to on Saturday in Group 1 of the 2024 European Championship preliminaries. The Romanian players have scored the second outright victory in this stage of the championship after a score of 49-17 to with Bosnia-Herzegovina at home. Today, the Romanian national football team meets Andorra in the Euro 2024 qualifying Group 1. The match takes place in Bucharest and access is only allowed to children under 14, according to a UEFA decision. In the same group, the match Switzerland-Belarus is played. On Thursday, Romania drew zero all in Budapest with Belarus and remains on second position in the group after Switzerland. And that's the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. This is Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Show. Hello and welcome to a fresh installment in Sunday's regular magazine feature Sunday Show. I'm your host today, Lecremera Simeon. Sunday Show brings you a selection of the most popular programs aired by RRI's English section over the past week. And for starters, we look at the fourth edition of the Open Practice Society Workshops, an initiative devoted to young artists. The Open Practice Society workshops are held in their fourth edition as part of the Bucharest at Home program. Young artists will be hosting workshops dealing with choreography, experimental video, linguistic engravings and collage. 
The program was launched as an alternative to traditional education, bringing face-to-face -face diverging generations of artists in a context of cooperation, support and experience sharing. Open Practice Society this year features seven former participants who now serve as coaches. Alinu Berti, the artistic director of the program, told us more. The current edition of Open Practice Society brings one novelty this year. The entire coaching team is made up of young people. We are all at the start of our careers. The coaches are therefore much younger than usual, and that somehow helps better relate to the participants. We are closer to what they are looking for, to their age, their interests and anxieties, Alin Uberti told us. The artistic director also talked about the early days of open practice society. The project drew on a desperate need for new artistic educational alternatives. We wanted to steer clear of what is being taught in arts high schools at present, so we are focusing on the specific needs of young people, people who are maybe still in high school and don't want to join art education institutions yet, or maybe these are art undergrads who feel the need for greater freedom of work and expression. Open Practice Society is all about freedom. It's the word that has been used the most to describe this project, and I think this is where everything started from, namely the need to provide more freedom, a space where young people can socialize and learn to create their artwork. Every edition has come up with a presentation of the activities conducted in our workshops, the meeting between participants and trainers as well. We wanted to offer participants the joy of toying with the jobs they could be interested in or have already opted for. Alin Uberti said. The artistic director also gave an overview of the workshops comprised in this year's edition of Open Practice Society. The workshops included in the project are focused on choreography, on dance as a bridge to the community, on movement as a partnership between people. We also have a collage workshop where participants will be using old postcards bought from antique shops. We also have an experimental film workshop where participants contributed to producing an experimental video. All workshops address people aged 15 to 24. People can also sign up online. Alinu Berti, the artistic director of Open Practice Society, Next, we invite you to discover how sciences are taught in the pre-university system in Romania. While socio-economic discrepancies between Romania's regions have been a known reality for a long time, there is now talk about another gap, the one in education, which could be an effect of the first. For example, a recent study carried out by Newsweek magazine shows that, despite the fact that Romania is the best-placed country at European level in terms of the number of medals that students won in 2022 at International School Olympiads, the results of the PISA tests, 
the Programme for International Student Assessment, place our country in second to last place in Europe. Usually based on the PISA results, the level of functional illiteracy is established. And in Romania, over 40% of students up to 15 years old are affected by this phenomenon, both in terms of the ability to understand a text and the ability to use scientific knowledge. Exactly this last problem, namely the teaching of sciences in the pre-university environment, was also the theme of some of the meetings held within the recently concluded Bucharest Science Festival. Various university professors and high school students discussed during several practical workshops. Among them was Kristina Todashka, Vice Dean at the Faculty of Chemical Engineering and Biotechnologies at the Polytechnic of Bucharest, who noticed a certain specificity of the recent generations of students who choose the faculties of the Polytechnic University. The experimental part is missing a lot before university. There aren't that many experiments in physics or chemistry anymore. Therefore, understanding abstract concepts only by attending the course and notions written in chalk on the blackboard is not possible. If the emphasis were on the experimental part, especially from the first years of school, the notions would be more comprehensible to children. It would be much easier for them to understand certain concepts if they could see how it works. Children who are exposed to science regularly, even from elementary school, later end up learning mathematics, physics, computer sciences and biology much more easily. All of this requires a certain amount of imagination to understand what is happening at the atomic level. And then to understand what is happening there, you have to imagine, see the effects of the theories and understand the usefulness of the notions. Eventually, things will become much simpler and easier for them to understand. The need for practice or generalization of laboratory experiments in schools and high schools is a subject that is much talked about, but without any outcomes. Also, scientific practice should even be accompanied by philosophizing for a better understanding of the mental processes that led to the deepening of scientific knowledge. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Philosophy and sciences can be taught together and obviously adapted to the age of the students, believes Emilian Mihailov, university lecturer at the Faculty of Philosophy of the University of Bucharest, answering the question of when is the best time to start teaching philosophy and science. I think the question of when this type of education should begin is a very good one. The answer shows us how close philosophical education and scientific education are. They were originally the same thing. Scientific education was part of philosophical education. But why were they one? Why were they walking together? Because philosophy is born in the feeling of wonder. Science is also born in the feeling of wonder. That is why I believe that philosophical scientific education must take place in childhood. It is children who par excellence illustrate wonder. And this, I believe, should start in primary school. This means that we in primary school can cultivate those educational practices that explore people's fascination, not memory. 
I'm not saying that memory is not important, because it is extremely important. It is how the brain develops, that is, by memorizing information. But beyond memorization, let's explore what fascinates children. And children in Romania, like all children around the world, do not lack curiosity or imagination. Evidence of that is how they can excel in a discipline rarely taught in Romanian high schools, astronomy. The situation was observed and commented on by Cristian Kitsu, director of GMV Romania, a company that works directly with the European Space Agency. I would start by saying that it is interesting how Romania manages to win medals at the International Astronomy and Astrophysics Olympiads when there is no such subject taught in high school. It is done on a voluntary basis in centers of the student club type, in dedicated centers where the teachers are dedicated to teaching these subjects. But even so, we manage to perform and amaze. I, for one, am amazed, but I don't think there should be one compulsory subject in schools. Maybe there should be a common core of compulsory subject matters, but this one, whether we call it astronomy or astrophysics, I think it should be part of a so-called optional trunk or optional branch, because the problem we have at the moment is that we all leave school programmed according to the same subjects. So the need to combine theory with experiments, a certain method of meditating on scientific foundations, but also encouraging curiosity through play at a young age, could over time reduce the current gap between a record number of international Olympians and a large percentage of functional illiterates in the Romanian school. Time now for a virtual trip to the Aurochs country, an area that invites tourists for a bison safari, cycling or hiking, discovering historical sites such as Nant Citadel, memorial houses, monasteries or monastic villages. Stay with us for more. We extend an invitation to all of us today so that we can enjoy nature and traditions in northeastern Romania in the so-called Aurochs country. When we say Oryx country, what we have in mind in particular is the ecotourism destination where a couple of tourist areas overlap. They are Orom Silva Vanotor Nams Nature Park, the town of Târgu Nams and the communes of Agapia, Balsacești, Krakawan and Vanotor Nams. It is an area inviting you to take a safari trip with Oryx, inviting you to take cyclotourism or hiking. Also, tourists can discover such historical objectives as the Nams Fortress, memorial houses, monasteries or monasterial villages. Several times a year, eco-branches are being organized here. To that end, the local community prepares itself to welcome its visitors, a couple of hundreds of them showing up for each edition. Here is the owner of a local guest house and an eco-branch hostess, Maria Mihailescu, with details on that. What I like about these eco-branches is the atmosphere we have prior to the event. All that work people put in before guests arrive, tidying everything up, making sure everything is beautiful, getting the food ready, the cookies. We usually provide the cookies and the mushroom thick sour soup made of fermented wheat bran brew. This year we also had beans with pork knuckle, We get the spike ready. We have the local boys who prepare it every year. On Sunday morning, producers show up. 
traditional craftsmen also come. The other ones turn up as well with food and we sit down and go at all lengths to make everything as beautiful as it can be. And then the guests turn up. They are really delighted. Each time an atmosphere of friendship is created between friends at an outdoor gathering, when everybody is relaxed, they play in the courtyard, they enjoy the autumn. We have also found out that from Dumbraven this year, wine has arrived. As for Maria Mihailescu, she told us we're welcome in the Orox country some other time as well. I have quite a large orchard. We planted blackberry trees, so children can come and pick blackberries. We have the neighbors giving us a hand with cheese and cow milk. There is the Vunatornamts Park. There we can go on a trip and, in the company of rangers, we can watch the Orox at large. We can collect some hay, we can prepare cookies, traditional craftsmen can come, they can teach us how to weave, to crochet, and there are so many wonderful things they can visit. In the next minutes we take you to the movies to discover the feature film Arsenie, an amazing afterlife, a documentary a road movie written and directed by Alexandru Solomon, and inspired by the life of the monk Arsenie Boka and the cult created around him. The feature film Arsenie, an amazing afterlife, a documentary road movie written and directed by Alexandru Solomon and inspired by the life of the monk Arsenie Boka and the cult created around him, has recently reached Romanian cinema halls. The film premiered at the 57th Karlovy Vary Festival's Proxima competition and will also be part of the national selection of the Astra Film Festival between October the 15th and 22nd. Screened in several cities in Romania, the film has already generated heated debates and controversies. Two public institutions cancelled the screening of Alexandru Solomon's work and the Sibiu Archbishopric called on the organizers of Astra Film Festival to ban the screening of the documentary. Astra Film Festival's organizers replied, quote, a documentary has the unique capacity to bring to the forefront people's actual problems and debates, to invite the public to look at a topic from several different perspectives. A documentary carries the imprint of the values shared by its producers and it often touches on highly sensitive topics to which the public may respond very differently. And this is a gain. We all want an open society with people who are free in all respects. Unquote. Alexandru Solomon's documentary follows Arsenie Boka, the monk persecuted by the communist regime, in a staged pilgrimage. The pilgrims and the director retrace the miracles allegedly performed by Arsenie Boka, discuss them and take turns making confessions. Through the eyes of the believers scrutinized by a skeptical director, the film actually depicts how the Romanian society reflects in the image of this human about to be canonized, Alexandru Solomon. I think the Arsenie Boca phenomenon is quite relevant for how the Romanian society works at present. 
This is a phenomenon, a construct that has taken shape under our eyes over the past 30 years. And what is interesting is that few monks or saints have had such a reach, such popularity in the 21st century. I'm talking here about this cult that has grown steadily since Arsenie Boka's death in 1989. This has been the direction of my effort. As I have already said, the film is not and is not intended to be a biography of Arsenie Boka, even though it retraces some scenes from his life. This is in fact why I resorted to this formula which is somehow borderline fiction, because this cult is a series of layers of fiction, of legend, built upon true facts. And ultimately, one can no longer distinguish between what is invented and what is historical fact. I was interested in this way of fictionalizing a real person, and in how, at the end of the day, legend becomes more powerful than history. Alexandru Solomon believes the legend of Father Arsenie Boka fills a void created in many Romanians by the disenchantment of the past decades. As the director puts it, it is a film about how the Romanian society reflects in this cult, in this construct of a very popular character, which offers hope and comfort during these times. Alexandru Solomon What I tried to understand beyond the influence of the Orthodox Church on all our lives was the popular foundation of this type of cult, of this type of thinking, a kind of magical thinking after all, which breaks with Europe's rationalist tradition. And it's not a local Romanian occurrence alone. If you look around the world, there is a resurgence of magical thinking, from the conspiracy theories in America to Turkey, Poland and elsewhere. As for Romania, I believe very broad categories of people have an acute sense of social abandonment, and they find hope and comfort in this area, in religion. And the confusion I speak about at the end of the film has to do with my conclusion that no matter how one compares legends with historical fact, magical thinking with reason, there is a barrier between them, a wall that cannot be overcome. People will listen to rational explanations, they will read about the facts, but this will not change their beliefs in the least. This is something I understood by making this film and I respect people's faith. It is something you cannot touch. I believe it is their right, and as long as it helps them, everything is good. But a problem that the film tackles is what happens when this faith is manipulated. When this faith is used for commercial, financial, and even political purposes, and when it becomes a rule imposed on others as well, some tenet one has to observe. Alexandru Solomon, a director and director of photography, is known for documentaries such as The Great Communist Bank Robbery in 2004, Cold Waves in 2007, Capitalism, Our Improved Formula in 2010, Romania, Four Countries in 2015, and Tarzan's Testicles in 2017. Since 2010, Alexandru Solomon has been teaching at the National Arts University, UNARTE, and he is also the president of One World Romania Association.
In the end of Sunday's show, get ready for a new lesson of Romanian language. Today we're going to the theater. So let's start with our basic terms. Theater, teatru, stage, scenă, troupe of actors, trupă de actori, director, regizor, theater play, piesă de teatru, playwright, dramaturg, rehearsals, repetiții, theater season, stagiune, set design, scenografie, repertoire, repertoriu, curtain, cortina. Great, so now let's take this in sentences. The old theater has been renovated. Teatrul vechi a fost renovat. The new theater has a bigger stage. Noul teatru are o scenă mai mare. The troupe of actors has new members. Trupa de actori are membri noi. The director has won many awards. Regizorul a câștigat multe premii. We are staging a new theater play. Punem în scenă o nouă piesă de teatru. We have hired a new playwright. Am angajat un nou dramaturg. We have started rehearsals for a new season. Am început repetiții pentru o stagiune nouă. The new set design is revolutionary. Noua scenografie e revoluționară. The old repertoire was obsolete. Vechiul repertoriu era învechit. The curtain has come down. Cortina a căzut. Great, that is all for today's lesson and keep practicing. And that's all for Sunday show. From Mila Kramiara Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's all that jazz. Welcome. I'm Lucrimera Simeon, and today I'll introduce you to Romanian-American guitarist Radu Goldish. A CD entitled Dialogue Between Two Worlds, released in 2019, brings together two outstanding Romanian artists, the late studio man and master of computers, Adrian Enescu, well-known especially as the author of many film soundtracks, and the guitarist Radu Goldish, a genuine creator of music improvisations, as well as a composer of jazz and film music established for over four decades across the ocean in Los Angeles and having a long career. 
Let's listen to the two artists, Adrian Enake and Radu Goldisch, who on October 14th turns 76, with a piece entitled Aquare from that collection album. The next song from the aforementioned CD, which we invite you to listen to next, is called Make It Funky. Thank you. 
In the end of All Bad Jazz, listen to the song Hallucination from the CD Dialogue Between Two Worlds, launched in 2019, following the cooperation between the late keyboard master Adrian Enescu and the guitarist Arado Goldisch.
Living Romania. Welcome to Music Time, the segment that brings you new music and emerging artists on Radio Romania International. My guest today is a very talented 14-year-old pianist from Constanza in the southeast of the country. She has won countless national and international piano competitions, including the Frédéric Chopin International Piano Competition in Baku and the Carl Filch Piano and Composition Contest and Festival in Sibiu. Inya Kutova, whose name, she told me, comes from the invented elf language in Tolkien's books, actually looks just like a Tolkien character, with auburn hair cascading over her shoulders and a fragility about her that really touches the public. Usually with children, it's the parents who guide them towards music or towards a particular instrument. Was it the same with you? How did your relationship with music begin? Um, So my parents, they never really had contact with classical music before having me. My father taught himself to play guitar since Mm -hmm. he was very young and he played hippie music and whatnot definitely not classical so when i was born he wanted me to become like that too to play Mm -hmm. the guitar and sing and when i was about four years and a half years old i started first with guitar and in about less than a year he already taught me everything so (laughs) he said oh maybe let her play another instrument and Mm -hmm. he thought like what would the greatest instrument be and well the piano (laughs) was in his mind so uh, he gave me to have piano lessons with a private teacher a year before starting elementary school. And uh, that's how my relationship with a piano first began. Mm-hmm. At first, uh, he thought that maybe it would be like a great hobby to have to help my creativity. But in the first years, I felt since I was very young that this is what I want to be. And I knew my path since a very young age that I want to become a great pianist. You are listening to Radio Romania International. So you took up the piano and now you're how old? I am 14 years old right now. That's impressive. Your resume is pages and pages and pages of awards and prizes and I was quite impressed with your performance so far. Thank you. Which of these do you consider your biggest accomplishments? My biggest accomplishments, I would say that, first of all, it would be winning the first prize at the National Olympics, the final stage, the last year and this year as well. Then 
This year, I also went to some very important competitions in Romania, in which I won the trophy. But along with the trophy, the greatest thing that I achieved is that I won some concerts to play with the orchestra. And um, my first piano concert will be actually this February in 2024 with the Chisinau Philharmonic, in which I will play a Beethoven third concerto. Mm-hmm. And I will also have a piano concert in the Vulcia Philharmonic in May. Also, a big achievement, I would say that I was selected this summer along with 11 worldwide pianists in a very good masterclass in Germany, which lasted two and a half weeks. And I felt like I learned so much there. There were some great great teachers there from the Tel Aviv Israel Academy of mm-hmm. Music and one of them was also a winner of the very important Rubinstein competition mm-hmm. first prize winner so I learned a lot from them that's great are you also trying your hand at composing so when I was uh, very young I first started only by myself to write in this program called finale little compositions but then I took a big break from writing because I had a lot of competitions Mm -hmm. and um, I felt like I didn't have enough time but this year in Germany I improvised a little because I love improvising Mm -hmm. and a composing teacher heard me and he said well you could really have potential if you worked on your composition skills and I decided that at some point in my life I would really like to improve my composition skills and compose some pieces. Do you have role models? Like my favorite pianists? Yeah, or a composer, or I don't know. All my composers. I think my favorite composer has to be Rachmaninov. Mm -hmm. When I listen to his music, I just get transported in another world because his music can make me feel so many emotions. I really also like to listen to Chopin or Bach because his music is so, so divine. Whenever I'm listening to a Beethoven sonata, I'm listening to Daniel Barenboim. Mm -hmm. Or usually if I'm listening to a Prokofiev piece, I listen to Sviatoslav Richter. So I would say it depends on the composer. I I feel like some interpreters play not better because they all are more than fantastic piano players but I really feel like they are interpreting very good a specific composer. You're obviously dreaming about being a successful musician. So how would you define that? What's the image that comes to mind? I am a very ambitious person. So I indeed dream of becoming a successful musician. I imagine and I truly hope that I will come in the future to play with all the famous orchestras and philharmonics in the world. 
-hmm. and I imagine playing almost every important concerto and to have solo recitals all over the world. And the most important thing to me is that through music I can express my emotions within my soul to the people that are listening to my music and I feel like through music I can express myself I can truly feel myself when I play some pieces and I really want to share that with the world in the meantime you you're still a kid still a teenager how does this work for you do you feel you're sacrificing a lot or anything for your music? I would say, yes, I've seen, I mean, a lot of times my friends or colleagues hang out and mm -hmm. a lot of times I cannot be there because I'm practicing or I have a very important competition coming up and mm -hmm. I will definitely not go relax and have fun. But I understand that this is the path that I chose and uh, if I want to be the successful musician that I inspire to be, then I will have to deal with that and I'm very much okay with that because I want to work a lot and improve myself always. And for that, I have to sacrifice little things, but I am totally okay with that. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you very, very much. This has been Inia Kutova, a young Romanian pianist to watch in the years to come. I leave you with her performing the Etude Tableau Opus 39, number one, by her favorite composer, Sergei Rachmaninov. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening. Focus on Romania. Tiberiu Cea is one of the best traditional music vocalists in the Banat area, Western Romania. We invite you to stay tuned for him now with the dance tune. Sărbătoare la na 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 Ai român la hora mare la na 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 Să jucăm că-i sărbătoare la na 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 Hora mare românească la na 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 Cine-o joacă să trăiască la 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 Ce pe schimba ce la na 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 
Și cu dreptul mai departe la 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 Tot mai începe schimba ce la 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 Și cu dreptul mai departe la 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 Cu stângul mai înapoi la 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 Ca și-ai hora pe la noi la la And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro.